This is Rebecca Fillmore, and I want to welcome you to Her Inspired Mind Podcast. Each week, I will be helping you strengthen your mind, be inspired, encouraged, and empowered. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. And if you aren't yet, follow me on Instagram at Inspire Her Mindset for daily inspiration. Today I have with me one of my mentors when it comes to nutrition and exercise. And also he has been a great mindset mentor as well. And I'm glad to introduce you to Mr. Eric Hines. Eric, welcome. Rebecca, thank you so much for having me on this morning. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. You know, I wanted to bring you in today because you have not only helped me, but a few of my other girlfriends. Um, Eric has his own gym called Awaken Inside, and he is part of First Form as well. And he helped us. He was a very um, instrumental in our wellness journey in this last year. And so I wanted to bring Eric on because I feel like he can bring a lot of value for us women. And being that, you know, he is an advocate for women. He understands us as well, um, even though he is a man. And, you know, I know that he's going to bring a lot of value for you today. So to begin, um, I just wanted to talk on, first of all, what is the correlation between mental health nutrition and exercise what are some things that you feel are very important for us women to know oh wow well that's a that's a great first question um there's a lot to unpack there but i guess the short answer is all three of those are directly correlated with one another um i'll definitely say and and first and foremost to the ladies um you know our physical health and well-being is a direct um correlation to our mental health and vice versa. Um, but it doesn't have to be rocket science. In fact, it's quite simple. Um, a lot of the, the habits that I remember, Rebecca, you can reflect back on, um, as well as some of your friends who I was helping in the beginning, is I said, hey, look, we just need to start with these small, minute tasks every single day and really build that consistency because the momentum and the confidence that you receive from tackling those small tasks, whether it's let's get a higher water intake in, let's get some good nutrients in through some multivitamins and some other good food sources, whole food sources, um, as well as, you know, still living our life, not putting ourselves under mental stress or burden from a restriction standpoint, which a lot of what you see in the fitness industry with diet culture and whatnot is kind of uh, let's take away this and let's add this. Um, but it doesn't really help the mind because when we go into something with a cold turkey mindset, mm-hmm. um, that's where we can really do a lot of detriment to our mental health and to our mindset in the long run because of such a temporary short term solution. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I'm practicing um, instrumenting new good healthy habits with my clients and with my friends like yourself, I always start very small. Um, and we build upon those small habits until the body and the mind become more familiar. Um, and it, it all coincides with one another. And that's something that you kind of have even been able to discover yourself and, and testify to as well. Absolutely. 
So what are some of these, you know, if there's a woman right now listening, what are some small things that she can start doing right now if she's wants to start exercising, but maybe she's intimidated, she feels overwhelmed, or maybe mm-hmm. she feels like it, it just feels like too much, you know, like that one more thing. So what are just some small things that a woman can do to, to begin to uh, work more on her health and nutrition? Yeah, that's that's a great question as well. So just as you said, Rebecca, it starts small. Um, I think everybody has this mental image in their head of what they want to look like, maybe what number on the scale that they want to be associated with. And a lot of times without even knowing that goal can be several years away, Mm -hmm. um, even when putting in the work consistently. Um, The analogy I like to use is you don't just get out of uh, medical medical school or your doctorate getting a PhD and immediately want to get the Nobel Peace Prize the Mm, first year. So instead of putting yourself in a completely uncomfortable position where you're trying a lot of new things at once, let's start small and even just getting in something as simple as 10,000 steps a day, Mm. which can equate from anywhere depending upon your pace from a half an hour to an hour a day. Just getting those steps in with a steady state cardio is going to be instrumental to um, the health of your organs, to blood flow, to increasing digestion, and really even mental clarity. Um, I can relate to back when I first started incorporating those on a regular basis, even for somebody who was an avid gym goer, Mm -hmm. just going outside of my comfort zone and adding those walks in as like a nice little separation from really everything, detaching from my phone from just the outside world, if you will. Um, it's, this can be not only, it's kind of a spearheading of a good mental release Mm. as well as a good physical. And they both kind of start compounding in a good positive direction. So I think first and foremost, getting some steps in is always going to be a really good rule of thumb to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is also going to help you whether you ladies are in entrepreneurship or not, or even just within the role of a company, you can be a great asset by increasing your brain power through these walks, mm. uh, the, the ideas and the thoughts that you're going to have. Having that alone time to yourself or with your family or with your pet is going to be absolutely critical. And then um, always going to be a number one foundational thing that we can work on. Um, as human beings is getting in more plain water um, mm. without the the addition of maybe coloring or dyes or electrolytes um, because the reality is the two things that we're all really deficient in from an American standpoint, whether you're male or female, is good water intake and good protein intake. Mm. And I know when we first started working with one another, it was kind of like an eye opener those first yes. couple of weeks, right? Yes, definitely. And um, without diving too deep into the whole protein aspect, which is kind of like a, its whole other animal, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, the, the main point I want to say with that is it's doable regardless of your circumstances, whether you have allergies, pre-existing conditions, there is always going to be a way that you can increase your protein intake. Mm. You just have to look for it. And so um, I think kind of just looking at the whole pie, mm. those three things are kind of be kind of the most instrumental, small uh, things that we can implement. Um, getting some steps in, getting your water intake up, and then increasing your protein portions or amount that you have throughout the day. 
And just from those three small tasks, you ladies are going to see some amazing results in the coming weeks and months. Yeah. And I can definitely advocate for that because there's days, you know, being that I have the kids and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a wife. And when I start to feel like that heaviness come upon me, I'm like, I'm going for a walk. And there's just something that going for a walk, I'd be coming back like, okay, I'm ready. It's a different stream of consciousness. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And just that air hitting you and and the Mm. sun and the breeze, like it just does something for your mental health. So I can definitely advocate for that. And as far as, you know, the protein, yeah, drinking a lot of times I'm walking around with my hundred ounce jug of water (laughs) (laughs) and people be looking at me. They're like. Wow, like, I really admire you that you're pushing, you know, and I'm gonna be honest, some days I drink all of it. Some days I only get to a quarter or a half of it, you know, but the fact is that I'm being intentional and I'm planning ahead of time. And that's one thing that you taught me is measuring, right? You know, um, so what are some some key things that you feel as though as far as like portion size or even like if somebody doesn't even drink water, like I know before water used to make me nauseous. Mm-hmm. Like some what are some some ways to get around maybe these um, these things that maybe people might think about, you know, thinking ahead that they might be like, well, I don't know if I could do that, you know. Absolutely. Um it really comes with a deep analysis and reflection of your own personal schedule and day-to-day routine. Um, Nine times out of 10, something within it needs to be slightly modified in order to accommodate these new habits. Um, So you have to have some willingness and some flexibility to make some changes with maybe shuffling some pieces around, not necessarily sacrificing anything that you have in your current schedule. But the water point that you bring up is a really good one and actually a very common one because a lot of Americans, um, male and female, uh, experience after having um, so many uh, high sugar content or artificially flavored drinks for so long, their taste buds have gotten accustomed to that as the standard. And having something as plain and as bare bones as normal water um, is, is really distasteful. Um, and so it's kind of one of those things where, um, although I do have somewhat of a quarry with the bottled water industry, I think it's, it's absolutely number one, um, better to have than tap water at always. Um, and then two, there is some level of variety in today's market as far as what bottled water you can have. You have high alkaline and pH water that does have a different taste profile Mm -hmm. than most waters out there. And additionally, there are waters on the market, bottled waters that have um, electrolytes or even sodium or salt, like pink Himalayan sea salt Mm -hmm. incorporated in within. Um, And the reason why those are okay is our body processes that uh, water a a lot differently than if we were to add something artificial to it. Um, In fact, sodium and potassium, uh, some electrolytes are absolutely critical to our overall hydration um, because you can um, unfortunately have too much water. But um, ladies, let me just go ahead and stop you. If you're not having at least 100 ounces a day, you're nowhere near close to getting waterlogged. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, But 
just like anything else, I think the real answer to your question is something has to give even just to a minute amount for you to be able to add these new habits. So there will always be that uncomfortability factor, Mm -hmm. but you have to have a trust and belief that the process will work over time. Your body may take three, four weeks to adjust because of how long you ladies have been going on with one particular bad or maybe not necessarily positive habit. Um, And the body, though be it adaptive, does take some time to adjust to new happy and healthy things, regardless of what they may be, if our routine has been locked in place for months or even years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes time to undo, unlearn and relearn. <laughs> yes. And, and the process is painful. It's like all change is hard in the beginning. It's messy in the middle, and but it's beautiful in the end. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely advocate. I can tell when I don't drink enough water. I can tell when I'm not having enough protein, just the physical effects that I feel within my body. Once you made those habits and then you kind of steer off of it you can definitely tell which brings me to my next question like how about women that battle with different things with their hormones like is there Mm. anything they can do as far as changing their nutrition or exercise like can that help like there's women that have uh, pcos or you know just different hormonal things going on absolutely hormones play an absolutely instrumental role uh, in how we feel and how we operate Um, They're in direct correlation with our mood, um, our libido, our emotional reactions, and especially as females, um, without even any sort of specific conditions, this is something that we always have to look a little bit more closely to because of um, cycles, because of pregnancy, uh, estrogen, as well as testosterone are very clear indicators, either plus or minus whether we have imbalances in something, whether it's um, our energy levels, our ability to um, build a strong lean muscle mass, these things can get gravely affected. And so that's why um, I always recommend to my clients, if they haven't gotten their routine blood work within the last six months to see that hormone panel and kind of have appear into the looking glass, that they absolutely need to get that taken care of Because you can be doing all the right things, ladies, with your nutrition, with going to the gym. But if your hormones aren't in check, it's absolutely going to be a travesty to your mindset, to your confidence. Because you're going to be like, I'm putting in all this work. What the heck is going on? Mm, Um, And I've seen that time and time again. I know on my own journey from training in the gym for about 14, 15 years that you just have to be mindful of that constantly and make sure that you get that clear definitive line in the sand of where your blood work is at. Wow. I need to go get my blood work done. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's been a little bit, it's been a little bit of time. Thank you for that, Eric. No problem. Um, And so with that, along with that, um, are there any like supplements that we should be taking every day or, certain supplements that you feel like are just necessary for all of our diets? Um, Yes, absolutely. Uh, You know, there's tons of different supplements out there. And I want to start off by saying, ladies, their supplements are a really nice to have. They are not necessary. 
Um, though uh, we can get a lot of our nutrients from whole foods and whole food sources, the supplementation, i.e. the, the pretext of that supplement, Mm -hmm. is to supplement or fill in the gaps of what we may be missing or deficient in, in our diet. And so I always go back to the foundations, um, your alphabet vitamins like A, B, C, D, K. Um, and a lot of that you should be able to get through a women's daily multi or similar. I personally am an advocate and a um, advisor for first form. And I've trusted and used their products for years. So I always recommend those at the forefront as far as a quality goes. Um, and really, I mean, it, you know, it's no secret we're in financially tough times. And when you go talking about um, making sure that we've got our micronutrients um, in check, it can be very expensive buying tons of bottles of these month supply things from the store. Um, and first form offers a daily pack or a women's specific daily vitamin that has a complex and efficaciously dosed profile of vitamins. So, um, I would say absolutely your multi, um, as well as a probiotic are going to be absolutely critical. Everybody wants to have solid gut health as well as immunity. Those are absolutely critical, especially over these last two or three years. Um, and Probably last but not least, one that I've had religiously for the last five years and never looked back is a good greens powder supplement because mm. this is going to fill in your gaps with phytonutrients from uh, daily vegetables and leafy green vegetables. And it's going to have a lot of those things that I've already talked about, but it's in powder form and you can mix very um, easily and have very quickly through water or juice that you mix it with. And, um, I've never felt better from taking it because I know personally how bad I am with getting my daily vegetables. in. Yeah. I just had mine this morning. I actually added, um, chlorella, chlorella with cilantro to, mm. it's like a heavy metals detox mm -hmm. as well. Um, you know, so yeah, like I asked you about supplements because a lot of times I think people get it misinterpret that supplements are going to make up for eating bad mm, or supplements <laughs> or supplements are going to be the cure-all you know like I drank a lot of alcohol this weekend so starting this week you know I'm gonna chug up on my supplements and drink some diet soda you know what I mean and I think there just needs to be more clarity that supplements aren't a magic pill yeah absolutely like, I love how you said that they fill in the gaps Without a doubt. There is no yeah. magic pill, ladies. It's the unfortunate reality. It's one message that we've been sold for years and years um, within the fitness and health industry. And um, even that fat burning pill, I, I basically never recommend that to my clients because mm. once they see the value in doing all the foundational things consistently every day, they're like, God, I can't believe I even considered wanting to need this because everything starts moving in the right direction as far as reducing your bloat, increasing your natural energy, um, getting leaner and seeing that waist size go down. Those are tangible, legitimate things that you see from incorporating those small little habits that Rebecca and I talked about at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, definitely. And I know another thing you talk about a lot is sleep. Mm. Right. The importance of sleep. What about the people that 
think that they don't need any kind of sleep. How does that affect us? Uh, it's everything. Uh, sleep and really rest in general, because I think rest is kind of this big umbrella that that sleep falls underneath because there's also um, stretching and recovery from workouts. Um, there's different exercises and practices, including meditation and prayer that we can utilize throughout our daily routine as well. But sleep in particular is another one of those things, unfortunately, has a ton of myths associated with it. And some, you know, to no fault other than our own and maybe our parents just teaching us the wrong things that they grew up on as well. Um, like one of the ones that I can uh, definitively say, Rebecca, is um, I feel like people think the hours of sleep that we get is like a bank account. That if mm. we get uh, a terrible night's sleep one night, we can make up for it the next couple of days. And unfortunately, it's not like that whatsoever. Um, each individual night or each individual day is its own separate setting. Um, and it's no better to oversleep than it is to undersleep. In fact, those two ends of the seesaw are almost directly going to give you the same sort of side effects of drowsiness, of irritability. Um, and on I've average, that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I bet. Yeah. I've been right there I'm with you. Yeah, trying to like make up for not sleeping last night because the baby, you know, kept waking up and then I'm waking up automatically at 430 mm -hmm. and I'm like, wait, but I only slept a few hours. And then I end up oversleeping and then I still <laughs> feel tired. And I'm like, I should have just gotten up at 430. Like, yes. what is this? Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things that almost goes directly correlated with, hey, the workout portion of it being sucky, but we get on the back end and that gratification is unreal. We live in such an instant gratification society that even getting up at that time that our body naturally wakes us up, we tell ourselves mm -hmm. over and over, we're tired, we can go back to bed, we can hit the snooze mm -hmm. button. But little do you know that if you actually get up when you're just that little bit of cranky or tired, that 15, 20 minutes later, especially after getting some good water and after you brush your teeth and go to the bathroom, you're money. Like you're good to go mm -hmm. for the whole rest of the day. Um, yeah. and then of course naps are important. One that I'm constantly working on cause I'm, I'm no model citizen or perfect at this. This is something that we all work through and struggle mm -hmm. through. Um, but ideally you want to get anywhere between, uh, seven to nine hours of sleep. I do know individuals that can function on less and, um, I haven't met many that can function properly on more. So I try to get in right around personally seven and a half to eight hours. Um, but the other thing to consider here too, Rebecca, is that the hours of sleep does not necessarily constitute the quality of sleep. Um, That's good. Our ability to get into what's referred to as REM sleep or stands for rapid eye movement is that deep sleep where our brain actually processes things differently. We're in our subconscious to a degree where our brain waves actually um, flow at a slower, more fixed rate, and we're able to get into a more deep, sound sleep throughout the night. And so the reason why this is important and how we can use supplementation to help that is things like melatonin, GABA GABA, um, uh, ashwagandha. These things all help our overall um, quality of sleep throughout that night even if we get six hours or we get nine hours we're helping to make sure that we're limiting that time of us like waking up and being aware of our surroundings and whatnot um and yeah. and just one more little thing to add on there too um 
when you're going gung ho with getting your water intake up, make sure you tackle that goal early and often in the day, because the more that you end up trying to chase that goal in the back end, you're going to have it to the detriment of your sleep from getting up to having to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I know that all too well. <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like, oh, we're trying to get it in at the end of the day. Yeah. Ladies drink as much as you can earlier in the day. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't let it hold you back from taking in what you need to take in as well. Um, yeah. And if you're so, if you're not a, a morning person, ladies, and um, you don't even feel hungry until the afternoon, I would just start with something as simple as a protein shake when you do have uh, that slight urge to, to eat or drink something. That way you're going to feel a lot less full with just liquid instead of full whole food in your stomach. And you'll still be chasing your goals with a good high protein source like a whey protein powder or a vegan protein powder option. Um, but I would of course only do that after having in a good 20 to 30 ounces first thing in the morning. Yeah. And what about, um, any kind of teas? Like for me, I love to drink green tea in the morning. What do you think about teas versus coffee? Is there any, um, what's your insight on that? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I think personally, Um, The differences are there, though, be it slight. So I always default to it being more of a preference thing. I have some folks that like having a good green tea with ginseng in it um, or even a little bit of raw honey. Um, And I have folks that, like much like myself, like to just have a good cup of black coffee. But whichever one you go with, I always recommend, especially if they're hot tea or hot coffee, that you have that 16 plus ounces of water prior to consuming that. Mm. Um, And the main reason for the temperature aspect is actually when we have that hot uh, beverage in the morning, our esophageal lining can get lightly scarred from the temperature Mm. of the coffee or the tea. So the water is kind of priming and protecting and coating our esophagus when we have that early water before that drink. Wow. That's that's some good stuff. I didn't know that mm-hmm. part. And how about the effects on the brain? I know you've talked about that as well. The effects of drinking water first thing in the morning. How does that affect our brain or even our moods? Mm, uh, just completely. Uh, I believe yeah. it's it's a hundred percent a clarity thing. Um, mm. I know a lot of the things that we feel when we first wake up are directly associated or described as brain fog. And the reason why water is so pertinent is because in a lot of ways it helps to shuttle the cells and the vitamins to where they need to go at a faster or more effective rate. Um, And so when you think about you just got a solid seven to nine hours of sleep or you're doing nothing but breathing through your nose or mouth, you're completely dehydrated. And the first thing your body truly needs, even though it may not have a good enough signal to tell you, is, hey, I need water. Like, I need water Mm. desperately. And I think we confuse that with just liquid. And that's why a lot of folks are, by default, the first thing they get up before they even go to the bathroom is they get the pot of coffee going or they start Mm. mixing their tea. And that's great and all. And that routine though can be a little bit more modified to be like hey let's just get a little bit of water in beforehand and you can still keep doing what you're doing 
Um, but as far as mental clarity goes and really just what it does for our brain, um, you know, our brain, it's no secret is comprised a lot of water. That's what makes the protective fluid around our brain to prevent us from injury as well as to improve the function of it. And so, you know, it's no secret really that water is going to help that aspect of it as well as a ton of other things with our health. So I always default to, you know, do you want to feel better even though the water maybe doesn't taste great at the moment? What's more important to you? Maybe just the temporary taste or the long-term benefits of you being able to think and feel better? Yeah, I agree. It's that short-term uncomfortability for the long-term gain. Absolutely. Short. Um, It's funny that we're on the subject of water because last night I was actually at this um, meetup for a networking event with women. And the presenter, what she started talking about was water. And it was a study about how they took different cups of water and they put different kind of music and they spoke different kind of words on the water and how it changed the way that the water formed. Like the ones that they spoke like, thank you, I love you, um, just good, kind words, it crystallized in a beautiful way. And then the ones that they put like heavy metal music, you're ugly, you're fat. It was like blobs. They were they were not pretty at all. And, you know, it's funny that we're here Mm -hmm. (laughs) talking about this water because we are 70 percent water, right? Yeah, we're we're roughly so, around that. We're certainly majority water. <laughs> yeah, and so being that if our words affect water, right? And you're talking about how important water is. The first thing when we wake up is to drink water, what it does for our brain, what it does for our body, and how essential it is. But yet so many people tell me that they don't drink mm. water. And But the correlation, too, then is I want to talk a little bit more about mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, the words that we speak, um, the things that we say, the way that we think in our brain. um, What are some tips that you would give as far as like just helping our mental health? Like what are some books that you have read that have helped you? Um, What are some habits? I know you mentioned a little bit about meditation, but what are some key things that you feel are essential to help us? to just have better mental health? That's a phenomenal transition and question. So you're, first of all, you're absolutely right. Words, um, which is just a manifestation of our thoughts, are absolutely critical um, to our environment, to our surroundings, and how we think and feel. And when you talk mm-hmm. about, it's funny you mentioned the books, the personal development books, something that I wasn't too fond of, of doing, which is reading, because when I was a, mm-hmm. a kid growing up with the required reading, it was just something that my parents forced me to do that I didn't even really want or to or enjoy doing for school. And fast forward to a couple years ago, um, starting my journey with um, a mental toughness program called Live Hard, I started to chip away just at doing 10 pages of a personal development book daily. And it not only opened my mind to be receptive to Um, lots of different perspectives and viewpoints and philosophies, but it also opened my horizons to different perspectives and utilizing different vocabulary, different delivery of messages, different perspective on things that maybe my previous mindset I may have been more judgmental of. 
And more specifically on the book matter, um, here at Awaken Inside, we actually have a personal development library. And I have three mm. books in particular, um, though the focus isn't necessarily on um, men or women, but really just like an overall encompassing like mental health journey. Um, I've incorporated um, three books in particular, one being 75 Hard, which is the mental toughness program that I went through and started to change my perspective and my mindset on life. But I think a really good one as a perspective shift on life as a whole be because I think, um, especially in today's day and age, Rebecca, and I know you can attest to this, um, a lot of people uh, have a victim mindset where they would rather say, poor me, than offer a solution and, and act upon that solution. And um, this gentleman, David Goggins, who wrote the book, Can't Hurt Me, it's an, uh, a phenomenal autobiography on his life. This was a young black boy who grew up in a very racist neighborhood and life and saw very many traumas before he was even a young man. Um, and he went on um, to uh, beat obesity and become a Navy SEAL um, and a pararescueman. And it's just a phenomenal story and it changes your outlook on life all the way to fast forward. And now he's well into his forties and he's an ultra marathon runner. Um, so, and then extreme ownership was another one that um, is written by uh, Leif Babin and Jocko Willink, who are the owners of Echelon Front. And um, their uh, battle strategies and tactics that they carried from uh, operating in uh, Afghanistan and Ramadi uh, as Navy SEALs um, translates into our personal lives in the business world. Um, being able to take accountability and ownership of everything around us, even if it wasn't directly our fault, opens up your possibilities, ladies, to pretty much an entire other world that you didn't know existed. Because before, we always are, are very quick to seek to um, push the blame or the burden or the responsibility onto another party, especially when you're doing coordination with well, in your personal life with a lot of different relationships or even in business when you have a lot of different people that you rely on to get stuff done, um, you can always look back and internalize and reflect and say, how could I have done this better? And as soon as you have that yeah. mindset flip, um, you have not only a lot of more opportunities presented to you and opened up to you, but you also start to have a lot more of a positive and benevolent perspective on the particular things that you're focused on in your current wheelhouse. So I think those are some of the most, the more notable ones. I mean, the library list goes on a couple other ones to name mm -hmm. a few that are absolutely phenomenal um, are how to win friends and influence people. Dale Carnegie. Mm -hmm. um, I would yeah. say think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill is another phenomenal one. Um, and the two common themes with those are, you know, those are books from the early 1900s, um, that those yeah. principles still stand true. And it goes without saying that this is stuff that we all hear, ladies, we all understand. Um, it's just mm -hmm. a matter of practical application. And these books are going to help you get something fit into your routine that's practical, that you guys can utilize and make a habit for the long term to better your life. Yeah. 
And thank you for sharing that with me, with us. Because, yeah, like, it's not only us working on our physical, on our exterior, mm-hmm. right? We're drinking the water. We're eating the protein. We're walking. But it's so important, you know, as a mindset coach, what we're what's going on in here in, in our in our minds and how we're feeding it, you know, whether it's through books, who we're following on social media. Um we could we could talk oh about this in God. another yeah, podcast. We have to do a part two. <laughs> Lord, that is a whole other thing there. Yeah, that's a whole nother animal. And if you don't follow Eric yet, what's your Instagram um, handle? I'm at Eric Hines. That's H I N Z, but I have an extra Z at the end. So it's E R I C H I N Z Z. Um, and I can be found on Instagram that way. I'm on Facebook, just Eric A. Hines. Um, yeah, I'd love to connect with you guys. Appreciate you. Yeah. And, you know, before we wrap up here, what is just one last thing that you would like to, to say out there to? the women that are listening to this podcast that you just feel Mm. in your heart that they need to know right now? I think the number one thing that I would relay to you coming from somebody who has been through a lot of struggle and a lot of pain um, and really just within my own realm, I know it's probably just a speck of dust compared to a lot of you ladies out there and what you've been dealing with for the last couple of years. But I will say this, you're not alone. Number one. And number two, it gets better and you have to believe and trust that process. Just like the things that Rebecca and I talked to, um, on this podcast today, it really is just those small things built up over time that are going to make the big difference for you in your life. And you have to believe in your heart of hearts that those little things are going to get you to where you need to go. I think the biggest thing that we get caught up as as humans is we see the folks that are of the status that we want to be or that have the wins that we're looking for or have the things that we desire. And we don't see the work and the struggle that they went through to get there because we live in a highlight reel, social media, and all of that stuff. Mm. And it's very easy to get caught up on that. But let me tell you firsthand that they are no different than you. Nobody has it truly figured out. In fact, even when I started my own journey of building my gym, it flipped a switch in me to understand that we're all the same. Like, Everybody that I tell to start their own gym, I'm like, look, you can do the same. You could run the same play. I don't care. Here's the blueprint. But understand that there's no secret sauce. There's no magic pill. It's just those small tasks done every single day, even when you don't feel like it. And that's really all that discipline is, is doing the stuff that you know you need to do, even when you don't want to do it. And so... If I were to leave you with the one message, it's you're not alone. Don't give up and stay the course. Yes. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. And, you know, you guys, where is your gym located? I'm in Virginia Beach, Virginia. So if you're ever on a nice little beach vacation with the family or friends or you just want to come out and say hello, I'll welcome you with open arms. We'll roll out the red carpet for you. Um, Find me on 
in the name of Awaken Eugen. Inside. And we can actually be found on Instagram at Awaken Inside Gym VB. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Eric, for being here today. I appreciate thank you, you very much as always. And I'm sure that a lot of women are going to find a lot of benefit from what you shared here today. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. And please share this podcast episode on your Instagram stories. Share it with someone you feel that needs to listen to it. And also don't forget to leave a rating and review so that this podcast is shared across all platforms.